to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Senior Leader Marty Manuel. All right, today I want to share on, um, I've called it Living Healthy. And um, some people say you should say Living Healthily, but it sounded better Living Healthy. So I'm just going to keep it at that. Is that okay? Um, I want to start in Ephesians 6.10, very familiar passage to most of you, the armor of God. Ephesians 6.10, and um, we'll start, I'm reading in the NASB, which is slightly different than, say, NIV or New Living that you might use, but you know it anyway. Ephesians 6 verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. First thing I want to just highlight here is, isn't it interesting that when we read this, we realize that the devil has schemes against us. He is out to get us. If you've ever wondered why people backslide and people turn away from the Lord, it's because the enemy has got the upper hand in their life. It may not be their fault necessarily. There may have been things out of their control that have just absolutely pulled them down. But ultimately, we have a choice and we have weapons. And when we see people falling away from the Lord, maybe getting completely disillusioned with Him, normally it's not with Him, it's with man. Normally people get disappointed in man, a church leader or a a relative or mother or father or someone close. That's normally where our disappointment comes from, but we then direct it toward God. And you see a lot of people, you you probably know people who 20 years ago were just on fire for the Lord. You may be great evangelists, great, just absolutely on fire. But, you know, over time the fuses got weaker and weaker and weaker, and maybe now they're not even so-called walking with the Lord. And it's, it's a bit annoying when you see this, isn't it? It's a bit frustrating when you see this. But normally, I, I believe that is because the enemy is continually trying to bring believers down, continually, in any way, shape, or form. And for some of us, it'll be in one direction. Others, it'll be in another direction. I don't, I don't think he keeps the same strategy for all of us because our weaknesses are different, aren't they? And so when we learn what the enemy's schemes are and how he works, we recognize that we have to be on guard. Because if we've grown weary with meeting with other believers, like Paul says, don't grow weary. Actually, it's in Hebrews, I think. Don't grow weary of meeting together as some have. Why? Because we need each other. We are the body and we can't be severed. The body can't be severed. It doesn't function like that. It functions together. And his blood flows through his body and his anointing flows through his body, not individuals. If you see one person who doesn't connect with believers healthily, you'll quickly see them drop away, wither, or they'll become very independent spirit and, and dangerous people to hang around. And so it's, it's really um, important that we realize that the enemy has schemes against us. And um, I think it was, yeah, it was Martin Luther who said, if I don't pray on any given day, I feel it. If I don't pray on any two days, my whole church feels it. 
if I don't pray for three days, the whole of Germany feels it. That's a big statement, isn't it? And he was a great man of God. But if you look at it in our own perspective, you might say, if I don't pray for a day, then yeah, I'm going to feel it. If I don't pray for two days, my family's going to feel it. If I don't pray for three days, my workplace, my whole sphere of influence is going to feel it. it. It has an impact on us when we don't armor ourselves with the weapons God's given us. The enemy has much easier access to us. If we don't pray for a week, the enemy can easily put thoughts of doubt and fear and disillusionment in our head. And maybe about ourselves. A lot of people struggle with that. They're not, they don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy. They, maybe they feel condemned or they feel guilt-ridden. Uh, and that's what the enemy plays on. And if you haven't prayed for a whole week, it's easy for him to do that. Because the word of truth isn't there, the lies become easier to understand and to believe about ourselves. Or we can believe it about other people, maybe. And you'll, you'll see this about certain people, believers, if they haven't fellowship somewhere for a long, long time. Um, and you'll hear them um, trying to fit into, oh, that one's got this, and that church has got that, and that church has got that. And it's like, hello? You know, take a look in the mirror. You know, and this is what we need to do. Every church has weaknesses and failings, and all we're doing is just a gathering point where we're trying to meet, worship, read the Word of God, and, and do something. That all the other trimmings are really just trimmings, aren't they? But ultimately, then we take a look at ourselves and say, okay, what about my life? What am I doing to cultivate the garden of my heart? And how long has it been since I've prayed? How long has it been since I've fasted? How long has it been since I've sought the Lord? How long has it been since I've actually consecrated something and, and given Him an offering of either finances or my time or my efforts? And I tell you, it would be an incredible thing to, to interview all the disillusioned Christians not fellowshipping with other believers right now. And if you ask them, how long has it been since you've honestly sought the Lord, yielded your heart, for, forgive all the judgments you might have and the hurts toward other believers? And, and you might find the answer is, well, it's been a long time because this, this and this. But that's exactly what the enemy wants. He's got us exactly where he wants us if he can just bring that disillusionment, can't he? And so let's keep reading. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Let's stop there for a minute. Our struggle is not the pastor. That's the MM version of the... There's another version after the amplified, right? Our struggle is not that person who we always have problems with. Our struggle is not the boss or the workplace or the environment, because remember, it was the same at the last workplace. What's, what's the common denominator? My heart is the common denominator. And so that's what we have to focus on. I'm feeling condemned right now, okay? Let's have an older call. <laughs> How, I mean, I, how can you sin on holidays? Well, it's, it's like, anyway, I'm just kidding. Where was I? Our struggle is not against flesh. It's not that person. It's not that organization. It's not that style. It's not that doctrine. It's not anything that we love to hang our things on. It's us. 
And when we realize that, we say, all right, Lord, it's me. I yield to your will. Now I'm going to put on the armor of God. Now I'm going to put on the spiritual weapons and not let those other little fleshly things get at me anymore because those little fleshly things, they'll always try and come and nip at your heels, won't they? Those little comments, those same, that same person who does that same thing in the office every single day. And I used to hire people like that. And, you know, it's, it's like they have these little fetishes that they have to go through and the mannerisms and the, the issues they bring up in meetings. It's like, oh, do we have to go through that again? But this is just life. This is life. It's how we relate, isn't it? And how we react to that will often evidence the posture of our heart. How we react to that nipping at the heels and those pressure points. But it's not that person. It's not that person. But our struggle is against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day. When is the evil day? I was thinking about this and I actually went to the study thing to find out what does that actually mean and it didn't really help me. But what I pull out of this is the evil day is the day for us. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it's probably going to be judgment day. But let's put it relevant to us now. The evil day is when temptation comes to you now. When, when an issue comes to you tomorrow, when, when frustrations or, or even criticism or offense or something comes at you this week, this month, that's the evil day. There's a, there's a moment there where we can choose, put on the armor of God or use the weapons of the flesh. If we use the weapons of the flesh, we're going to reap the rewards of the flesh. We might get vengeance. I like a bit of vengeance sometimes in, a, in the odd movie. And... Um, you know, but I, I never do it in the natural, okay? I just leave it to Hollywood. <laughs> God never really gives me vengeance. Uh, I mean, in the natural, I've wanted vengeance a few times, and he just, he just never... You know what happens? I then go and read the Bible the next morning, and he just won't let me. He just won't let me. See, I have an opportunity to, and I can honestly say I, I haven't had a decent vengeance for 10 years or more, you know? <laughs> You, you know what I mean? We all go through it where you, just, where you just would love recompense. You would just love to see some balancing of the equation. Why are they always getting away with it? But the truth is, he cares about our, our posture with him. He cares about his spirit's posture with us, with our heart, our garden, our heart. And, and really, that's all we need to worry about. It's all we need to worry about. And the more and more I realize that, the easier it is to yield things. And um, R.T. Kendall says that you can truly tell when you've forgiven a person, not just when you can say, Lord, I forgive them. And the quicker you say it, the worse the forgiveness actually is. But he says, not only can you say, Lord, forgive them, but Lord, bless them. Heap blessings upon them. I mean, that's a prayer that is difficult to pray if you've been highly offended or if you've been really hurt. 
And it doesn't mean you have to sit under them again and be re-abused or anything like that. It just means you release them from your judgments. You release them from any criticism. You release them from any negative thought toward them. You actually choose blessing. And I've learned this one thing. I'm a head person. Karen's a heart person, right? So we're completely opposite in this area. She will have to feel it. I will have to know it. Do you know what I mean? And so, but, but you actually have to, some people have to know it and then they'll feel it. Other people have to feel it, then they'll know it. And it's, it's right both way rounds. It doesn't matter. You take it however it is, but often for us, you won't actually feel like forgiving that person. You won't. There's just no ounce of your physical body that wants to forgive them. Right? But your head knows it and your spirit knows it. Your spirit knows it. It's the right thing to do. And your conscience is quickened by the Holy Spirit. And so you say, Lord, this is hard to do, but I choose to release them from my judgments. I forgive them. And I want to ask, Lord, that you would bless them. Not too much. But just, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Verse 11, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to Resist in the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. I want to um, just highlight a couple of things this morning from this and um, about us living healthy lives as believers. And I'm not, this is not a health seminar, okay? I'm talking about spiritually and in who we are, um, the first one actually does come from a lesson that Karen and I have learnt from, from Irene in Germany at the wellness seminar that we've spent a lot of time at. Um, and, and she teaches that, um, you know, we don't spend all our time fighting disease. We build immunity. And this principle, if you think about it, in our Christian lives is incredible. We're not spending all our time and efforts, you know, trying to war against every evil force that's out there, but we're actually trying to build healthy immune systems in who we are. Healthy immunity. Healthy immunity. It's three quarters of our gut, our immune system, right? It's a huge amount of who we are, our immune system. So we've got to look after it. We've got to feed it. We've got to nurture it. I'm talking spiritually here in who we are. And when we build our spiritual immunity, how do we do that? Ephesians 6.10. We put on the breastplate. We put on the gospel, the word of God, the salvation. We wear the armor of God in our spirits. We feed on it. We live on it. And then when the diseases come, when the arrows come, they won't get through our immunity. Because it's strong. Because we've built it up. How do we build it up? Praying. 
reading the Word of God, fellowshipping, worshipping with people just like we're here this morning. And uh, I, I think I've said this a few times, but uh, one of the things that Karen and I often say to each other is we're, we're so blessed with a healthy, mature bunch of believers, you guys, us. We're blessed like that. And it hasn't always been like that. But God has built immunity. He's built immunity. He's built strength. He's built health. So when some of those little fiery darts come through that five years ago would cause a stir, now it's just like poof. That's not the right word to say these days, is it? (laughs) One day I'm going to let some of you come up here and share and just see how well it goes for you. You know, just... Just like that. The shield, the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Faith, you know, these, this, the shield of faith that it's referring to here is the Roman shield. It's massive. Six foot, five foot, six foot tall Roman shields. Solid shields. Leather covered them, dipped in water. So those flaming arrows would hit the leather, the wet leather, and they get extinguished. They can't, they can't ignite the, the shield. So there's so much detail in this, in this metaphor, isn't there, that we can look at and we say, wow, we need to be dipped. We need to be dipped and immersed in the Word of God and in the truth. And then those flaming arrows, they might come and try and stick in, but they're not going to take over. And then when we get a chance, we just pull them out and throw them to the ground. The enemy's always going to be trying this. We need to remember we have an enemy. We have an enemy. And so when we... Learn to build that immunity and strengthen ourselves in the Lord and build a wealth of immunity inside of us. Then we can actually take ground, not just make ground. Making ground is just treading water. It's like always the same issues in life. I'm just surviving. You know, people ask you, how are you going? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm alive. You know, but wouldn't it be great when people ask you, how are you going? If you say, wow, this last year, I have gained so much ground in what God's given me. And one of the things that I thought of, and, and I, I think we're going to do this at our outpouring night, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday, is Karen and I want to share some words and we want to release, uh, you know, really some of the heart for this year. We've, we've decided we want to do it an outpouring. I think we've decided that. We might change our mind. It's just the way we work. But, um, and we'll record it for, for those of you who are, you know, on cruise ships or whatever else you're doing. Um, but... But um, where was I going with that, Karen? You've got to help me out here. Where was I going? Right. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. It's, it's totally gone. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, okay. What I, what I was actually feeling it this morning is that, and we felt this a little bit for us. And so, yes, this is personal, but it's also corporate. And sometimes words are like that. They're very personal, but also they're corporate as well. And, um, but this, this word, and some of you might want to write it down and just dwell on it and look it up in Scripture. It's not in Scripture. And the word is reboot. He's rebooting some of you in 2017 rebooting you. 
rebooting the system. Do you know the brilliant thing about when you really reboot a computer, which we're trying to do at home at the moment, Zeph, we might need some help, but anyway, it's another issue. When you really reboot a computer properly, you wipe it. You wipe it. Absolutely wipe it. And all it has on it is just like the original operating system. And it's just like when you purchase the thing, isn't it? Have you ever done it? It's just like, oh, that's so good. I remember what it's like to get a new PC or Mac. Let's just keep both camps happy. But it's nice. It's nice. It's like, ah, this is new. And that's exactly what he wants to do for some of you guys here this morning, this year, 2017, reboot. Uh, so dwell on that. Ask him for verses. And Karen got verses for all, all our family this year and wrote them down and gave them to all of us. And he'll give them to all of us. He'll give them to you if you ask him. And, uh, and so ask him for things, ask him for things maybe on that theme if you feel that's right for you. But, but ultimately, it means spiritual reboot. I, it does mean other things. It means in the natural, new thinking, new wisdom, new understanding, new ideas, new career paths, new uh, opportunities. But it also means a, a new spiritual depth and wealth that he wants to give you. And how do we do that? We put on the armor. We immerse ourselves. Like the, like the shield of faith. We get immersed in the word of God. We worship and we, we stay strong because immunity is our defense. If you ever wanted to know how to stop fear or stop confusion or stop depression or doubts or all of this stuff that, that is very real issues in life, we build immunity in the kingdom. Build immunity in Jesus. Second thing I want to say really quickly is love yourself. Love yourself. You know, it's amazing how many believers need to hear that. Love yourself. How do you be a healthy person? You love yourself. You cannot love others if you don't love yourself. Look after yourself. Talk to Karen about how to do some health stuff and take a million supplements a day. And, you know, it, it works. It works. But, but love yourself. Look after yourself. When we, when we are blessing ourselves, we're a blessing to other people. Believe me, I mean, you know this if you're married, um, you know, you're not much of a blessing to your spouse if you're not looking after yourself. But you can be a blessing to your spouse if you are looking after yourself and nurturing the temple of the Holy Spirit. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? That's what this flesh and blood is. The temple. The temple of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's, I won't go off on tangents, but you could, you could preach yourself a sermon today on that. The last thing that I, I just want to sort of summarize with this about living healthy is these three words that we've really um, taken as a church family to sort of, I mean, you could have a hundred words, couldn't you? But, you know, there's three that we felt were just some key aspects for us. Worship, family, and presence. If we have these three things in our life, I think it's a surefire way of staying healthy, building immunity, staying strong in the Lord. If we're worshippers at home and here, if we're actually worshippers in our lifestyle, we stay fresh. And when we get dry, we put on the worship music at home or in the car or wherever we do it, and we begin worshipping and that dryness just slowly begins to chip away, doesn't it? That's what worship does. Worship brings us into his atmosphere, into his presence. Family. The body of Christ is a family. We have a father and a son and a Holy Spirit. And, and in many aspects, 
We are his children. And when we look at it, his corporate family, which is at Harvest Australia Church, us, when we are united, when we're strong, when we're meeting together, when we're helping one another, worshipping together and doing practical things or whatever it is, we stay stronger, don't we? And when one's down, another can come and pick another up. So that's a great way of staying healthy. And the third thing is his presence. When we are immersing ourselves in his presence, when we're getting into his word and, and letting that go through us, it's a surefire way of staying healthy, building immunity. And I think if we look at these three things, it's very hard to backslide if we have these three things going on a daily basis. Very difficult. Because even when you want to backslide, you'll put the worship music on tomorrow and it's an anointed song and you'll begin worshiping again. And it's like, ah, oh, I didn't... And you just start worshiping. It's like, ah, oh, this is good. And it's the same with the Word of God. You, you might have spent a couple of days. You might have spent a couple of weeks or a couple of months out of the Word of the God. If there's one thing you want to reboot this year in your life, get in His Word. Get in His Word. Even if it's one verse a day, one chapter a day, or one book a day, it doesn't matter. Get this Word into you. I know for me in the last couple of years, I've made sure that I've disciplined myself to a new level in this area and I'll keep changing that as the years go by and increasing and increasing. But I've noticed that the Word of God is like a double-edged sword and it goes through us. So even when we have some bitterness or some issues of life, we get the Word of God into us, it convicts us, we, and we get washed in the Word. Because Jesus is the Word, right? He is the Word. And so it's, it's, these are like surefire ways to never backslide. Last thing I'll, I'll say, I think. Oh, maybe two more things. How's that? Well, I cut it short last week, so you got shortchanged. So let's just build it up a little bit this week. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 says, But exhort one another daily. We need encouragement daily. No wonder some people are struggling. They haven't worshipped or fellowshiped with believers for like a month. And they wonder why, oh, I don't really feel like worshipping anymore. That's because we need encouragement every single day. Every day. And, and we are the givers of encouragement, right? Exhort each other daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Three John 1 verse 2 says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health. Interesting that he cares about their health. Enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. This is an encouragement that it is right to want to live healthy lives as believers. Healthy lives in the natural and in the spiritual. It's both. And when we've got both those things going strong, we're building immunity. We're building strength. And those little arrows will not come through like they used to. Sure, we'll have our own little struggles, but then we build immunity in that area. And we get stronger and stronger. And the last thing I want to say is, and this is something God's really shown us in the last, you know, three or four years. One of the greatest tools for living healthy as a believer is something that I used to think was sort of just, just for lazy people. It's called peace. Peace. Peace in your spirit. Peace in your mind. Peace in your marriage. Peace in your relationships. 
Peace with your kids. Peace with your work colleagues. Peace with your employer. Peace with people around you and peace with yourself. Listen to this, Proverbs 14.30. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Wow, we could have saved a whole lot of money. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body and they, that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. No, I joined two verses together. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. And then it goes on and it says, either zeal or jealousy is like the rottenness of bones. I won't go into that, but it's the, the opposite is peace. And that's what we want. We want peace. We want peace with people around us. It doesn't mean we don't stand up for things that are right and true and et cetera, et cetera. But it means we have peace with God and peace with ourselves. And when we do that, we actually create health in our bodies, health in our relationships. And you'll know it's, it's maybe that's a supernatural fly just buzzing around me right now. <laughs> it likes me. Um, but when we create that in our bodies, we are attractive people. Peaceful people are attractive people. And uh, I want you to stand now. I want to pray. Awesome. Thank you. Remember that, Martin Luther. One day without prayer, I feel it. Two days without prayer, corporate feels it. Three days without prayer, the whole country feels it. Imagine that magnified with a few hundred people. A few hundred people. I don't want to put a heaviness on you today. If you haven't prayed this morning, do a quick one now and you're okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but reboot. 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 Have a think about it. Have a think about what it's really about, why you're really here, what God's really called you to and desires of your life. Lord, so we pray this morning that you would, for those of us who your hand and your word is on us for a reboot this year, Lord, I pray that you would pursue us, that you would pursue us by your spirit, that you would not let us go, Lord, that you would strengthen our immunity so that it's so strong, so that any fiery darts of the enemy will not get through. They will not get through this year. This year will be different than any other year of our lives. There will be a strength, a resolve, a maturity, a wisdom, and a peace over us like never before. And Lord, we pray that you would open up opportunities. Open up opportunities. That's, I just hear him saying that for some of you. He's going to begin to open opportunities as we begin to still ourselves and listen to him through his word. He's going to begin to open opportunities. And, and for some of us, it'll just be one small step. Others, it'll be greater steps. But there's opportunities for some here that he wants to open up. His desire is to take us to the next level. And, and there's, a, there's almost a sense I get, and I know this in my life, there's a, it's a participation. It's not a done deal. And so when we participate with him, then it, things begin to break. Things begin to open up. Lord, I pray for those of us who have had 
a really tough year last year. Lord, I pray that you would reboot things. You would reboot things. Lord, that you'd make things new. Make things new. Make them whole. Lord, that you'd mend any brokenness. Any brokenness that you would mend, you would come and comfort. Lord, that if there be any brokenness or disappointment, disillusionment, Lord, we ask that in your blood that you would just wash it away and that you would replace it with your fresh thinking, your fresh faith and life. And Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do this year. Lord, I pray over every person here and those who, who couldn't be with us today, Lord, we pray blessing over Harvest family. Lord, we pray your covering. We pray the blood of Jesus over every person, every home, every relationship, every decision. Lord, we pray that you would be in front of us, behind us, above us, below us, on our right, on our left. Lord, that you would cover us completely as a church family. Lord, that you would prosper what you want to do in our lives. We say, let your will be done in our lives, Lord Jesus. Let your kingdom come, Lord Jesus. Expand your kingdom in and through us. Lord, I pray for incredible immunity to rise up inside of us, Lord. Spiritual immunity like never before. And we pray for great things in Jesus' mighty name. for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.